I declare bankruptcy! Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Depression? Isn't that just a fancy word for feeling bummed out? Dwight, you ignorant slut! Not only the years we've been at war, but from the moment as a child when we realized that the world could be conquered. You're listening to Great Scott, the Office Podcast. I'm Jay Ray, and with me is my desk mate, Jacob. What's up, guys? We are coming at you. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Be sure to check out our our sponsor, Zencaster. Um, Use promo code BROKENDRAWERS, all caps. You get 20% off your order. As one reason, our sound sounds so good. That's right. Uh, you may have noticed last week's episode sounded not so good. Yeah, That's yeah, we had we had some technical difficulties. So hopefully this week we don't have the technical difficulties. That's right. I bought a new Wi-Fi router, so hopefully that'll help. And I worked on this laptop all morning to make sure that it was updated before we record. <laughs> So we're all on the right track. Man, just gotta get a uh just gotta get like a Raspberry Pi, just hook it up to a monitor, it'll be set. Yeah, but then I need a monitor. Sounds terrible. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just wing it. I'd be like, I think I'm clicking on the right thing. <laughs> um so, so what are we talking anyway. about this week, man? Do what? What are we talking about this week? So this week, we're going to do Niagara, which we're going to do last week, but then we just went way off the rails. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so we're going to talk about Niagara, Mafia, and The Lover. Um, three great episodes. So let's get right into it. So season six, episode four slash five, Niagara, directed by Paul Feig, written by Mindy Kaling and Greg Daniel. So this is like big guns here, right? I mean, it makes sense. It's like, I mean, it's weird. We're still, I still feel like we're in the beginning of this season, but it's basically like what the Jim and Pam storyline has been leading up to. So I can see why they'd want the, uh, the big guns to come in and help kind of monitor to make sure that it's running. Um, they should have tried harder. <laughs> you know, I like this episode. Is that what you're saying? I think it's weirdly timed. Yeah, it's episode four. So, like, we kind of just are there. And um, yeah, right, I don't, don't know. Don't they also have... Uh, yeah, the I mean, her having the kids is also this season. So, like, I don't know if Jenna Fisher was actually pregnant, but maybe they were... If she was, maybe they were trying to sort of schedule it around that. Right. Uh, I think during... One of the pregnancies that um, Pam has, Jenna, was definitely pregnant. Right. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't looked into it that closely. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about it as we get there. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a big one. It, it starts with this cold open, um, which is probably one of the grosser cold opens that's been done. <laughs> um but uh, so Pam is basically going up to the off. Uh, she's announcing to the offense that you may have noticed that I'm feeling a little bit more queasy. So if it'd be nice. And then she kind of, I don't really know because I've never been pregnant myself. But uh, are her demands okay? You know, things like um, if you have a really pungent lunch, you know, be sure to eat it away from your desk and, um, you know, tone down your perfumes and colognes and stuff like that. And I just wonder, you know, is that like going too far? Is she inconveniencing the office too much? I mean, yeah, a little bit. And, you know, we all, we learned that Phyllis got her perfume from Metropolitan Orlando. That's right. Uh, thanks from Bob's that Vance. Bob Vance got her the perfume from. Uh, and everybody's kind of, whoops. I think I lost you, Jacob. No, you're there. There you are. Okay. 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 We're doing great. (laughs) Um, Well, so basically Dwight is doing this thing that he's doing where he's – it's annoying to me too. I don't know why. I liked subservient Dwight because I thought he was funnier. This like kind of off the rails scheming Dwight isn't as interesting to me. But here he is and he's, you know, 
uh, deciding that he's going to go rogue based on Pam's rules, and he's going to eat, what was it, uh, a hard-boiled egg? Hard-boiled eggs, yeah. Which I've never had. They smell yucky. You've never had hard-boiled eggs? No. They're so good. I love them. That's what people tell me, and they look actually pretty good, but then they just got they got a smell. Uh, so much so that if I were, or if Pam were in the room with you, apparently she would throw up into a garbage can nearby. Uh, so she does it, and it kind of starts this... Um, this chain of disgusting office-wide vomiting. Um, yeah, Andy is very sensitive to it. Oscar runs out of the room. I think... Um, yeah, everyone starts throwing up. Creed's yeah. just chilling. Not yeah. a big deal. Um, yeah, but then uh, Pam gives a smirky, snarky little look at Dwight. It's like, see, that's what you get. That's what you get. Right, right. And so we learn that uh, Michael has offered two days off of work to go to Pam and Jim's wedding. Right. So essentially, you get a four-day weekend to go to Niagara, which isn't that far. It's like four hours or so from uh, Scranton. Okay. Uh, And uh, so, yeah, so they get four days off. It's, which sucks for them or for Jim and Pam because they're paying for this wedding and apparently they're like $70 a plate. So they have all these people from the office that they invited. They didn't expect to come until Michael was like, you know what? Four days off. Right. Uh, I will say I just um, got an invite to a wedding today. Um, fortunately, it's not. It's it's from Amanda, my girlfriend, uh, but my name was on the envelope, unfortunately. So I, I feel a little less connection having to attend this wedding, um, and it is also about four hours away. So it's hard to say because obviously she wants to go, but would I go if I were personally invited to a wedding that's four hours away? Probably not. Even if it, it depends was on the person, us. yeah, it depends on the person. Like if, like I, I mean, I've definitely traveled quite a ways away to you know be, go to weddings but that was you know close family members that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so i mean weddings are such a pain in the butt i know just just a pain but they uh, are yeah but yeah so um so the office is going and pam has a whole she's made a list of do's and don'ts basically of mm-hmm. um what to kind of what you can and can't do at this wedding you can't yeah. make a big scene. You can't make firecrackers. You can't have firecrackers. It also said you can't cry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't catch that part. Uh, don't talk to our family. About uh, Pam being pregnant. That's right. And then and Angela's uh, getting all like uppity about it. Like, child born out of wedlock is still a bastard. I know. She's such a jerk. Everybody on the show is a jerk, Jacob. <laughs> Um, yes, yes, they are. So, yeah, so everybody seems to know about the pregnancy, save for one person, Mima. Right. Um, so that's that's the big reason to keep that a secret. And um, who she's sure. very conservative, apparently. I know. You wonder if Angela and her would have been friends. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe. maybe. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, because Angela does such weird things. Like she'll bang a dude and she'll cheat on people and stuff. And I feel like Mima is more pure than that. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Angela's definitely very hypocritical. Like, you know, she'll cheat on her fiance, but she'll still give people shit where I think Mima was just, she is who she is, you know. Um, so we have this great conference room meeting where you know Michael feels like they stole his joke with the what happens in Niagara stays in Niagara. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's getting so pissy, he's like, You cannot embarrass Jim and Pam, and you cannot embarrass me. The um, him claiming that a joke is his is kind of like a running theme in the show, too, right? Like things that are obviously not Michael Scott originals. Mm-hmm. He like takes credit for as they are his, you know, intellectual property. You know, 
Well, it's kind of like the uh, the thing in the Michael Scott paper company. Like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Right. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. Um, makes you just wonder <laughs> if anybody ever taught him, like, citing in high school. You know, how did he get away with his senior paper or anything like that? <laughs> yeah. And we all, you know, yeah, my Michael's going crazy. We we learned that Kevin is wearing a hairpiece for the wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's one of the snappier dressers in the office, apparently. Apparently, um, Michael has his car all decked out for the wedding. It says uh, "going to a wedding," and he's got unopened beer cans tied to the back of his car. Was it beer? Well, something in a can, because I just know when yeah. he drives away, they all start exploding. Uh, classic. I love I mean, that because this reminds me of um, season three uh, when they throw the bachelor and bachelorette party for Phyllis and uh, Bob. Because mm-hmm. uh, Packer is, you know, grilling Michael to see if he's ever been to a bachelor party before, and obviously he hadn't. Right. And similarly, he probably doesn't go to a lot of weddings, save for Phyllis's wedding that one time. So. Uh, it's not surprising that he thought he had to decorate his own car. You dummy. <laughs> yeah, and we, we learned that you should take mental snapshots of your wedding. Yeah, it's some Pinterest bullshit, bro. <laughs> I hate <laughs> but, I mean, I will say that, like, weddings go by so damn fast. Like, when you're, like, when you're in them, you're just like, oh, my God, what happened? How'd this happen? yeah i mean you know like i said i used to work at weddings and i didn't envy the people who were participating in it and uh i look at all my friends facebook stuff and it just seems exhausting everybody's sweaty and gross someone probably ripped their scrotum in that photo it's just uh (laughs) it just seems like more trouble than it's worth but um yeah it's it's anybody who does it it probably took me about two weeks to like remember everything from my wedding. Yeah. It was like, like PC. It was, it was almost like piecing together, like a very drunken night of craziness. Like you, you like start slowly remembering things, except I was sober the whole time. Sadly, <laughs> alcohol would have very much helped that day. <laughs> I believe it. Um, <laughs> so, because okay. Yeah, because, like, I, I definitely, this is something for the Jacob Wiki, but I definitely, like, couldn't remember which hand was which when I was trying to put the ring on my wife's hand. Right. <laughs> it's like, because the, the, my older brother was performing the ceremony to, like, point at the hand. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I was so flustered. Um, so where are we at? So they are all on the road to Niagara, and, uh, Michael continues to show off his amazing driving abilities by startling himself awake. Uh, um, and Dwight takes it pretty cool, right? He He's like, you were asleep that whole time? And then they just yeah. kind of play it off. He's like, oh, wow. Yeah, not a big deal. Who cares? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've never... I mean, I've come close to falling asleep while driving, but I've never actually fallen asleep while driving. Well, there's um, you ever have like highway hypnosis? Oh yeah, definitely. I guess that's not technically sleeping, but I've definitely nodded off. I remember sometimes coming back from long distances late at night, like I'm slapping myself while I'm driving, and I'm like trying to figure out what's best. Like it's hot out, so I got the AC blasting, but then it's like refreshing. So then I try to make it hot, but then it's too toasty. <laughs> it's all it's all terrible. Yeah. Yeah, you just crank it super cold so you like you can't like be comfortable. <laughs> right, right. Um, and we also learned that uh, Dwight made a, a CD for Michael in case he scored. Yeah, and as you'd expect, it starts with an intro from Dwight telling the woman how lucky she is to be participating in this act with Michael. Um, yeah, so we get to the. So do you hotel. think he played it for Helene? Oh, boy. No. No, I don't think so. I think that's one of those things that Michael just leaves in his car and then accidentally stumbles upon it one day. <laughs> so he's like, oh, what's on here? And then Dwight's voice comes through. 
Uh, so we, we get to Niagara, um, which is a cool place if you've never gone. Much recommend, especially the Canadian side. It's a lot more fun, especially if you're doing the falls or whatever. Um, but uh, so we get there and they find out that uh, someone has booked the honeymoon suite the night before Jim and Pam will have it. Yeah. And uh, Andy strolls by and he says, I'm going to break in the bed. <laughs> Um, and Pam's just like, I'm going to need the name and cell phone number of the housekeeper. <laughs> like, she's like, I need, I need to make sure that it's clean. So let me ask you. So you know, a coworker is staying in this room that you're going to stay in the night before, uh-huh. and um, obviously, the intent of you staying in this room at some point is probably to bang mm-hmm. your wife. Uh, do you feel like you need to take extra steps to make sure the room is clean after said coworker, or do you feel like you'd want to make sure anyways, considering like the purpose of this room is um, coitus? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's weird knowing the person because like, you know, I used to, I've traveled a lot for work or, you know, and me and my wife gone on a lot of trips. And so, like, there's just, just this mental break you have that, like, okay, no one has ever actually stayed in this room. Like, that's just the, the mental gymnastics you do to make make what you're doing in there okay. And then all of a sudden you're like, but when you know, when you, like, when you know the person has been in there, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm trying to think about... It's, I mean, the the best example is like a public restroom. It's one thing to use one, but it's another thing to like see the guy leaving the stall you're about to go take a dump in. That's a good point. I mean, it's, okay. I would, I would, that's right. how I would think about like it. Like if I had shown up 30 seconds after that dude has cleared out of that stall and I walked in not knowing that he was the one who had previously used it, it'd be a lot less weird than if uh, I was in line waiting to use it and I saw him get out, right? Right. Especially if it was like super nasty, you know. Oh, well, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, mean, I guess what's the, the context of that in terms of a room that was banged in before you got into it? It's <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to say it's it's Michael's room when he went to that convention, right? That's that. That's what that honeymoon suite. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I mean, I've done my fair share of terrible things in hotel rooms, so like. I never want to think about other people being in them. <laughs> All right. Uh, everybody who's taking notes for that Jacob podcast, be sure to put that Jacob has done his fair share of destroying hotel rooms. That is an image, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so so what's the deal here? Michael shows up and he says he's got a room under Scott, but he doesn't. Did he not book a room? Or did he assume that a room was booked for him because of the wedding? He thought he had a room because of the quote unquote block of rooms. Right. Which is just a rate, you know? Right. Uh, So that's, that's what he did. He, he assumed he already had a room. Right. Well, he doesn't, but Dwight has a room. Right. And and my, Michael's like, Oh, you gotta let me stay with you. He's like, you wouldn't have done the same for me. He's like, Oh yes, I would. And he tests him. Yeah, and Michael fails by not actually uh, immediately. Yeah, he's like, "Well, if I bring a girl back, he's like, ha, that was a test, and you failed." Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it, we we get this really weird thing where Michael is like, you know, when Jesus wasn't done, you know, or Mary wasn't given a room at the end, Jesus was born. This is kind of like that. Like Michael really compares himself to Jesus a whole lot in this show. <laughs> yeah, well, I think um, I don't think he's holding Jesus up as a deity because I think to him Jesus and Santa are probably on the same level. So it's more like um, fabled fairy tales that children still look up to, you know, as opposed to an adult. Who is God fearing? If that makes sense, yeah, I could see that. Because that, because I think that's why he makes those comparisons so lightly. 
he's all like Jesus and the Easter Bunny and Santa. They all hang out. <laughs> um, but he does end up being a lot. Well, he gets the permission to stay in the room. Whether or not he actually ends up being able to come sleep time uh, will be seen. But uh, he does right. have the temporary. Uh, like Toby actually is like, hey, you can stay with me. And he's like, no. Yeah. Like, he'd rather not sleep in a room than stay with Toby. And I don't know why. Like, it seems like an odd thing, right? Like, he just hates just Toby's Toby that great much. Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's see. Yeah. And oh. so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dwight asked for uh, a room with two safes. So what, what? what is so important that Michael needs two safes for? Or is it one of those where he's like, it's like a decoy safe. I, I can see Dwight doing like a decoy safe thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's either something like that or just maybe he's brought so much whatever with him. Because um, in this instance, because he has like little little bits that remind me of Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder like if he brought actual gold with him for some reason. <laughs> You know, um, I don't know so how much I mean, money I have. I do know how many pounds of money I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's another you know Dwight doing his whole pseudo secret agent, kung fu trained bodyguard thing. You know, maybe it's just him doing his overkill security for some reason. But uh, so what, what I thought was interesting is like the rehearsal dinner is from seven to eight forty. Yeah. It seems like a very odd block to me. Like, you know, why not? Why not eight thirty or eight forty five? Eight forty seems like a really weird time frame. Well, because I wonder. Yeah, that's not a bad point. Because theoretically, it could start whenever, but why not end on a thing? But maybe it's like a reset thing. Because the dinner wasn't going to be in that room, right? Yeah, that's that's where the rehearsal dinner was. Was you know wherever that room was they were having. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just something they had to like. Maybe they had another function in that room and they well, needed that's it. What I yeah, so they needed like the twenty minutes to reset it for whatever was after. But who the hell starts something at nine p.m.? <laughs> Seems uh, really late to start something. I was going to say young people, Jacob. People who are younger than you and I, because <laughs> nine o'clock rolls by and we're like, it is time to be in bed. <laughs> uh, pretty much, most most days I'm in bed before ten. But yeah. I'm also up before six a.m. every day, so it evens out. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, again, because of my lack of knowledge of attending weddings as a as a party goer, I don't really know how the rehearsal weddings go either. I always assumed they were somewhere else. And well, no, were... it's a rehearsal dinner, which is what this is. So it's a rehearsal dinner. The, the rehearsal takes place at the church. And right. then you, know, you have the rehearsal dinner afterwards somewhere. But that's what I mean. So that's why I figured this was um, uh, a place that other people would utilize. And that's why that time block is so specific. Because afterwards, they'd go to their reception hall or whatever for the real wedding. Right, right. Um, do we? Not really, right? The wedding Niagara kind of ends with their wedding, and that's it, right? Right. You don't see the reception at. Um, you don't see the reception at all. So we'll never know. Um, let's see. So they're at the rehearsal dinner, and um, rightfully so, all the office people are pretty much sitting next to each other because they're not family. But somebody's very upset about it. And that person's Michael, because as you had said last episode, he likes to insert himself. And it may be Jim and Pam's fault for not, you know, nipping that in the bud sooner. But he feels like this is a terrible crime against Michael Scottity. Um, and he's also been forbidden to say anything, right? Right. Like he's not supposed to give a... Uh... He's not supposed to give a toast. He's not. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff he's not supposed to do. Yeah. Um, Another thing we find out before the ish hits the fan is that um, Kevin switched table cards this evening with Aaron. 
and uh, Andy starts Wait, losing. Pam was trying to do him a solid by sitting Andy next to Aaron, yeah, but it didn't, uh, didn't work out so well. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird to me, um, because obviously you and I remember Aaron as she is at the end of the show, you know, and even right. this early on, she's still kind of like such a blank slate. Like she has some of those minor oddities where she's getting approval from Michael for stuff or whatever. And, um, well, yeah, like she's kind of bad shit. I mean, yeah, well then she kind of goes off the rails later, right? Like she heats up Gatorade for old women in Florida and thinks it's soup. Um, she has this really weird Angelina Jolie type relationship with her, her stepbrother or whatever. Um, are you what? You don't remember that episode where Andy meets uh, Aaron's brother? No, 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 I know that, but I don't, I don't understand the Angelina Jolie reference. Oh man. Angelina Jolie has a brother who like, in the 90s or whatever, while she was still with Billy Bob Thorne, was, like, making out with her brother on the red carpet all the time. Weird. It was weird. It was very weird. <laughs> Just weird. That's all I got to say about it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Google it if you want, but it's weird. Yeah, um, I think I'll pass. I think I'll okay. pass. Well, we also learned call? that Pam has a sister who we meet for this, like, these two episodes and never see again, ever. Who ends up becoming yeah, she, a Barton Bella. That's exactly right. Um, and it's weird. Amanda brought this up. but So it's played by Anna Camp. And Anna Camp doesn't really look anything like Jenna Fisher. I mean, they tried to give them the same wavy hair thing going on, I suppose. But um, well, I, I mean, guess Anna, we could. Yeah. Anna Camp seems very tall compared to Jenna Fisher. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it's just, just like. I don't know. Jim and his brothers could be kind of related. Yeah, you know? they they do look uh, they do look kind of the same. I mean, it's the Actually, benefit of taller. Interesting. Hmm. There you go. I mean, not to discuss women's bodies, Jacob, because that's not what our show is about. But uh, Anna Camp is a little bit more slim, so maybe she seems more gangly. She's got that slender man thing going on. <laughs> um, yeah, she. Yeah. I mean, I guess I figure maybe Anna Camp looks like the woman who plays Helene because this is the second Pam's mom. Yeah, you know, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. And then if we just assume that Helene is Pam's mom, and I remember Pam's dad is like a bald dude. Right. Um, So I guess that's how it is. It's one of those things where like blonde child, blonde parent, brown haired child, brown haired parent. (laughs) But it's fine. Yeah. The, uh, it, we also like we meet Isabella, Isabel or Isabella. I think it's Isabel. Isabel, who let's be honest, was the perfect match for Dwight. Like they should have just written Angela off the show and put in Isabel as the love interest going forward. It would have been much better. Yeah, and I thought they well they don't need to write Angela off the show. That's mean. I like Angela, but um, yeah, she's in the show. Kind of a bit during this season, right? Right, yeah. We see her... uh, These two episodes... um, Happy Hour. uh, We see her in... The Delivery episodes. Right. Yeah, so I mean, she's around. So I did think that might have been a way they go. But um, I guess the only issue with that is that like... The only time she's put off by Dwight is when he was being a dick to her, you know? Right. So I'd be concerned that maybe their relationship is too easygoing. Maybe. I mean, yeah, because we see it later where she's like, you know, she goes to talk to Dwight and Dwight just kind of blows her off. Right. And you're just like, well, okay, well, why? What? She's a hottie. Apparently doesn't. Apparently, is a dental hygienist and makes love like one, but I don't know what that means. But apparently, it's a, a negative for Dwight. It's very clean, maybe. <laughs> she rinses <laughs> in between. I don't know. Well, I said rinses because it was a dentist thing, and then I forgot what we were talking about. And then I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So. <laughs> 
Okay, here we go. I'm back. Um, and, and so we get the brothers, you know, of Jim give a speech, which, you know, from what we've seen from them in the show is pretty par for the course where they're talking about we're hoping our wives will take notice and, uh, you know, shape up, you know, a little mo, a little mo cardio. <laughs> it just pisses Michael off. He's like, I'd be great at the brother material. I would, you know. Which I don't like. I don't understand why it just upsets him so badly. Well, I think you know the speeches are a performance, especially to Michael. So I guess it's just that there is a performance to be had, and he's not allowed to participate in it. Right. Yeah, and obviously, I think again because of that lack of boundaries, he feels as close to Jim and Pam as the brothers do. Right. So that's why he thinks that. Uh, <laughs> those bits could be interchangeable. He's like, just give me it. I'll do it. It's not a big deal. I don't care. Um, uh, and then Jim gives his speech about, you know, waiting and then he screws up and blurts out that Pam is pregnant. And do, I, so would you have made this mistake? Something as simple as like everybody except Pam, obviously. I mean, if I don't know, like, I don't think I would, but you never know, really. Um, so let's say you do make the mistake. Is your immediate response that your wife-to-be is an alcoholic? <laughs> is that, is that no. What to, no, right? No, that's that's a bad way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I would have just said, well, she's on, she's on like... She's been sick, so she's on antibiotics or something, so she can't drink. You know that that's that's the easiest out. Like, oh, she's she, you know, she's got a sinus infection, so she can't drink or something. Yeah, yeah I think I would have said something like even stupider, like because she can't reach it, and then like lean down and move her glass closer to her or something stupid. <laughs> uh, because everybody's already making kind of terrible jokes, I feel like that would be par for the course if he participated in it that way, but. Instead yeah, I just, mean that would make a lot of sense if like he just like played it off, but he got he just got so flustered that he couldn't yeah. recover he just went from it. Down, 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 and now Mima knows and Oh <laughs> Mima, why are you such a bitch? So Michael does try to uh reconcile with Mima a bit. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. He just makes it so much worse. He's like yeah, there are women that go out and get crazy and have sex. <laughs> right, because Meemaw is related to Pam, right? Right, right. Yeah. It's yeah. Pam's grandmother. And, like, he goes to her t- hotel room. And, he's like, and she's like, apparently she doesn't know how to turn off the TV. But she knew, knew how to turn it on or it was already on. She had to, like, Borat just happened to her. And yeah, you know, she's like, I sit here, sit there while it happened to me, and wondering how could they pick such a hotel. Oh, but now I know. Right. I, I mean, Mima is someone I would not invite to my wedding, even if she was a real person related to me. I just got no time for it. <laughs> and we also have this um, this thing where Andy's having a party. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it's going to have this, 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 and this. He's like, but bring $40 for beer. I'm like, if he's bringing $40 per beer, per like for beer, $40 for beer per person. There we go. I can talk. Uh, I am a professional podcaster after all. Uh, <laughs> uh, how much fucking beer is he getting? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, a forty forty dollars. I mean, that's that's a nice. That's a case of really nice craft beer. I mean, forty bucks is like sixty cores lights. Yeah, or he's making money from the damn thing. You know, he's overcharging people. He's not really going to buy beer with the whole thing. Not that that's Andy's style. It's more like he'll make money by negligence of not knowing the cost of beer and stuff. You know, I can see Andy talking to um, Lucille Bluth. From Arrested Development, trying to guess how much a banana costs. You know, like, what's a banana? $10? Something like that? You know, so 
he says it's forty dollars for beer, but you don't know. Maybe. I mean, I would totally go to an Andy party because it'd be a shit show and it'd be fun to watch. But as we well, see, as we see in this party, right, right, right. Um, yeah. So Pam tries to escape her room, right, just quickly. Right. You know, it's the night before her wedding. She just needs to like kind of get some fresh air, get some space. But um, what Angela walks by her room or something like that. Something, yeah. And um, instantly starts grilling her. She does this like, again, she's basically Meemaw. She's like, mm-hmm. where are you going? You know, you shouldn't drink for the baby. I'll come with you. It'll be fun. And Pam's like, oh, fuck this, man. <laughs> she just goes back to her own room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the night before a wedding is a, is a really weird thing. Like it's just it's just weird. Well, like, and I don't know for the dude. I imagine the dude wakes up early to make sure stuff is going, but he has a lot less prep. I mean, we dress ourselves in that tuxedo, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. We both get up early for different things because the bride's got to get up early, get her hair did, and makeup done, and all that stuff. Where, you know, I, I took me like ten minutes to get my tux. Like not is. even that, just like. Put it on the tux, and I was ready. I was ready to go. It's back when I had hair. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, listen, you grow that beard out long enough, you could just whip it around the back. I actually, I can actually loop it around my ear. Wow! Like it's long enough, I can loop it around my ear. Jacob Dynasty, hunter of ducks. <laughs> um, so we end up shooting downstairs and we see quite a few people are hanging out by the bar right right and we see uh dwight's casual outfit which is you know like a couple of wolves in a moon <laughs> it's the three wolf moon shirt jacob which was a very popular item on amazon at the time now while that is funny let me tell you this is where the episode starts to lose me a bit because yeah it, there's this like Three Wolf Moon is funny, and it's a great shirt, but it's like, that's the internet's joke already, you know? So it feels a little lazy for them to bring in this thing, because, like, there's no real joke about it, aside from the fact that it exists in in this scene. It's not like Michael doesn't get it, like he sees it and he's like, oh, that's a weird shirt, but Dwight's a weird guy. And Dwight doesn't get the irony of it. He's like, it's his mating shirt. NBD, no big deal. And then, like, we just move on with Dwight wearing this shirt. But I feel like the joke of it was supposed to be for people who are like, oh, yeah, I saw that on Reddit. And to me, I was like, that's that's annoying, man. That's lazy. Well, I didn't know this shirt existed in the real world. I see. I saw this episode, so I thought it was pretty funny. That's fair. Okay, well, then I, again, I mean, we know I'm biased. I will say, because of the Three Wolf Moon shirt, this episode will not be getting a five-whatever-review at the end of our... <laughs> Anyways. But it so, is yeah, we shirt. go down to the bar, and, like, right. Isabella is flirting hard with Dwight for whatever reason. Like, Dwight's got away with the ladies. It, it's yeah. really bizarre. I don't... Maybe it's just, like, his, he's just so honest and they like it. I don't know. I think there is like a a manliness about him that um, could be appealing to folks. Because the thing is, too, where is Isabel from? Carbondale, right? Yeah, wherever that is. So she's from Pennsylvania also. Because I wonder, too, like if Dwight really is like a hot commodity in rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know, and then maybe he's out of his depth where there's people. You know, like anywhere else, Philly or Pittsburgh. Carbondale is up Route 6 from Scran. It's not that far. Well, you'll recall Ryan had to go to Carbondale to get um, something for Michael when his foot was burnt. Forget what it was. Uh, I think it was Yams, wasn't it? What was it? Yams? Yams, you're right. They didn't have Yams at the gas station in Carbondale. The one gas station that exists in Carbondale, based on how he says it. Um, Let's see. Carbondale is a city in Lackawanna County. 
Pennsylvania, United States. Carbondale is located approximately 50 miles due northeast of the city of Scranton in northeast Pennsylvania. The population was 9,000 at the 2010 census. Lackawanna County is the county that Tim Meadows manages when he's trying to get some paper. Right. Well, I mean, this show basically is a documentary, Jacob. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, they're, they're hitting it off really well, Isabel and Dwight and, um, it, it leads to some nookie. I'll say that spoiler alert, 18 plus this point forward, we're going to get graphic. There's a deleted scene on the DVD of, um, of how that hotel room got messed up. (laughs) And they did a good paintball. job on yeah. that hotel room. I'll give them credit. They, they did a good job. Yeah. Well, I always wonder too. Like, I don't know. This is this is going to be a statement that kind of like shows my hand here theoretically. But um, how how can a hotel room be so messy from intercourse? Like, there's <laughs> I understand there's a plethora of positions and stuff. But well, if you have to ask, you're not doing it right. That's what I was saying. You know, I, I I had to ask, but I didn't want to because I didn't want people to judge me. But now it's out there. I am not good enough at intercourse to mess up a hotel room. But um, another joke lost on me. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've I've definitely destroyed my fair share of hotel rooms. Well, there he is. Um, so what else happens at the bar? There's this really great bit where Michael seems to be hitting it off with a woman. Yeah, he's like telling her how he like cries at Pixar movies, he, and I think he would have gotten with her if he hadn't been a moron and started chasing the twins. Well, listen, you gotta love a good set of twins, because <laughs> Dwight runs over, says there's twins. Michael bails on this woman, and they go, and there's two dudes in a booth who are identical twins, and Dwight is just like loving it, ba 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 ba. You know, I like I know that's like a thing for a lot of people, but I don't get it. I just I don't get it. Which which part of it? The the, I mean, it's like the twins thing can be like a fetish or something for some people. And I just I don't get it. Well, I don't think it's just twins, though. Like they have to be hot twins. And I think it's because there's two of them. (laughs) Like bringing back Angelina Jolie. Man, I'm attracted to you. Hey, we want to do it. That's great. What if there were two of you? Whoa, two times better. You know, I don't I don't think it's like super complicated. I think it's just like more hands on my business, you know? I think that's all oh, it is. Dude, internet's going to murder you for this. Uh, no, it's great. It's great. Um, they love it. <laughs> Leave a five-star ratings on iTunes. Thank you. Um, Please. We so, love you. So we go back to the party, and it's kicking off. There, there's music, there's dancing, there's some uh, some good times, and then um, yeah, Stanley's there with um, Cynthia. Cynthia, right? <laughs> oh yeah, there was a joke that we skipped over where Michael tries to get into Stanley's room, and um, right, he's like, like he's like, I could stay in the extra bed, and he's like, Stanley's like, there is one bed. And then Michael's like, you both can't fit in that one bed. <laughs> You're a crusher. Uh, yeah. But uh, so there's dancing. And this is the second time that um, Kelly has initiated a dance contest with Andy. Or not initiated, but really egged him on in the middle of it. Because the first right. time was Cafe Disco. So who's who's doing the original robot? I don't remember doesn't say but andy takes over says it's oh i think it was meredith right it was Meredith. yep and and if i recall it was a pretty decent robot actually andy's was fine not 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 a robot worthy of pushing meredith aside but uh, he gets in and he does some robot and someone says what else you got and uh he does some fancy footwork and we get another what else you got and uh he makes a pun about being an ice cream treat are we going? Are we about to go to Baskin Robbins because we're going to dip or something like that? Something and like that. Does the splits, which he's never done before, 
and tears his scrotum. Do you think he's oh. never done it before? He was just like in the moment. Well, that's what uh, Pam says it at some point. Like, I'm not the one who tried to do the splits. Right. When I've never done it before or something like that. It, well, and so it's this not, is, well, I don't think, too, he gets, um, he does the splits and that's what rips his scrotum. I think it's because his keys stab him in the balls, if I'm if I'm correct. Right? Right, right. It, it, so, I mean, maybe even his split was fine. But he, he just had a rogue set of keys that attacked his manhood. Um, so there's, there's screaming and Aaron um, classically comes in and says, what else you got? And it's just down on the ground screaming. Um, so there, there, there's so many questions here. Like, one, why do they take him to Pam? Like, lesson number one, you don't bother the bride, period. You know, and so why did they take him to, why did they take him to pay him? And then we find out that, like, she calls Jim and Jim is drunk. Yeah. So apparently he's out with Dwight and Michael and his brothers partying it up. And, and she's so pissed because she's got to take him to the... Well, yeah, I, ER. I don't think and he's giving her hell yeah. about like her doing him doing her job, which he <laughs> did not have the job of entertaining. That's right. And so she's just like, like intentionally hitting potholes to make sure that like he hurts as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I figured why not call 911 or any of those other services? I mean, I figure technically speaking. Why not put him in a fucking cab and just let him. That's a good point, too. I mean, I guess. Call a cab, have him take the hospital. They know Pam is sober, though, is the only thing I could think of. You know, right. Yeah, that, that's kind so of what he's like. That they all they know she's sober. Yeah, that's really, and even then, that's only not even half excusable. Because like you, know, said, you don't yeah. mess with the bride on the night before her wedding. And uh, no, you don't um, mess with the bride like three weeks before. Her wedding. No, I mean honestly, once someone is a bride to be, you pretty much stay out of their way for, until they get married. Um, and Jim has this really great comment while he's on the phone where. Like he's kind of like being real short with Pam with his responses. And she's like, are you trying to push me off the phone? And Jim goes, no, let's talk for a long time. Like, <laughs> like total. Well, I, I love drunk, drunk, drunk Jim. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah. There, there's like a, only like a, a bit of a continuity issue in that scene though, is because like he's wasted on the phone, but the immediate scene after that is him with Michael and Dwight. And he does seem to have his wits about him a bit. Like he's kind of not putting up with their business, but on the phone it seems like he's having like a great time with them, you know. Right. So it almost makes me wonder, um, in the original script, if those scenes were like flipped, you know. Right. Well, we also see a lot of times where they'll show stuff out of order in the show, and you know it's out of order. Right. Like this scene actually takes place before the previous scene or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird because generally they're pretty good about that kind of stuff. But well, so well, so that's basically the end of where part one ends is Andy's split. But we we pick up with the pothole-ridden car ride to the hospital and uh, drunk Jim talking to Michael and Dwight. <laughs> yeah, so we we learned that Dwight's out with Michael. What, what I think is is Michael, his brothers, Dwight and Isabel. Yeah. Yeah. Like they went out together because Isabel wants the Dwight D. Uh, <laughs> o D. <laughs> well, if you weren't going to make the joke, I was. <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> well, and, so, and and that happens. There's an. It does happen. It happens. Michael uh, tries to go to the room later that night, and it's a sock, I think. Right, that's on the door. Yeah, it's like wrapped around it. So he like ends up staying in like the like the vending machine room with the, the ice. Yeah. Area. Um, <laughs> he like like yells at people when they try to come in and get stuff. It's like, come on, I'm doing stuff here. Yeah, he's like, excuse me. Um, and he finally gets into the room. We see all this this craziness that uh, Jacob would would also do in his heyday, I guess, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're off to the wedding. Uh, I mean, personally, for me, the one thing I think that's worth noting before we get to the wedding is Kevin left his shoes out overnight to be cleaned. 
<laughs> they destroyed them. Yeah, he walks up and it's real somber. He's all like, I'm looking for my shoes. And the uh, lady at the desk has to get the manager. And the manager is like, very matter of fact, it was a health risk. <laughs> and uh, they like, you would think they would have, like, I know they offered him like a free breakfast. Yes. But you think they would have to like pay for those shoes if they decided to destroy them and i really don't think that would be protocol anyways i feel like maybe you'd put them in a box and put them right back or something you know but uh yeah destroying a person's property like that because but the thing is we don't really know how stinky they are right 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 and you like we see like michael like super pissed off at dwight he's like i thought you got with somebody and it's like she was from europe yeah yeah and then, like, he gets pissed off because he says he's not going to call Isabel again. And he's like, he's, she's a dental hygienist from Carbondale. Yeah. Um, and we find uh, Andy spent the night on the floor in Pam's room. That's right. And he's like, she she says something to the effect of, didn't I hear you crying in the middle of the night? Like, just throwing all sorts of shade at him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't think she was being malicious, though, because Andy immediately says, yeah, <laughs> I was crying. Um, okay, so we are minutes away from the wedding, Mr. J-Man, and Pam is talking to all of her ladies in the back and stuff, and Isabel is spouting some shit about how she wants to run out and say hi to Dwight before the wedding starts, and um, really, we could say this is Isabel's fault. Because as she runs out of the room, Pam goes to question her and rips her veil. Yes. And um, right then and there, they should have not gone through with the wedding. It's basically over. It's basically over. Right. And so, like, you know, she'll always be Aubrey Posen to me. So, you know, Pam's sister is, like, way more chill when she's not a Bella. Right. Uh, it's true. I think there was an article that came out this week from Anna Camp, that actress, who said that she is no like she doesn't want to keep playing the stuck-up rich blonde lady anymore. She's got the look, though. She does, yeah, and she plays it well. But anyways, um, yeah, no, yeah, she's chill and she's trying to calm down Pam, but Pam's bugging out and ends up calling Jim, who is playing soccer with some unnamed child from the neighborhood. Right. Um, and, and we we learned that uh, Jim had been telling people <laughs> that Andy had torn his balls completely off. That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, so Jim and Pam meet um, in, I guess it because I guess they were getting married at a church. So this was some kind of like CCD classroom or something like that. Um, cause it yeah. looked like it was a classroom for kids and they're talking and Pam's crying and Jim cuts his tie with his scissors and someone takes a fucking mental picture and then it's all sappy and then the episode's over. Just now, <laughs> isn't it a big risk for Jim to cut his tie? Like it's very in keeping with their relationship, but I feel like if Pam's upset about her veil, that Jim's tie thing might also freak her out even more. Uh, yeah, but like he had the backup plan. Like he, he already had Niagara, like the, the boat trip, um, already done. So, so was that just his plan though? You don't think him and Pam both planned that as a secondary thing? Uh, I never got the feeling that he did, but like Pam has this great quote. like, why did we invite all these people? And that's like, that was one of the most common thoughts I had when we were planning our wedding. Is like, why did we invite all these fucking people? Yeah. I don't know. It's, but so they run off. That's the reason why I ask, I guess, is because Pam doesn't seem surprised by it. Like Jim does the thing and then they go and then we get this montage of Niagara Falls weddingness and um Right. Uh and we we learn like we meet the final iteration of Pan's mom, right? That's right. Uh, and for whatever reason, the uh, the brothers come up and said to Michael's like, "We understand that if if anyone's going to have a whoopee cushion, it'll be you." 
And he does. And for some reason, Michael has a whoopee cushion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I bet you that whoopee cushion probably comes in handy more often than what we had just seen. And I don't think it's a situation where people come up saying, hey, do you happen to have a whoopee cushion? But because he carries it around, he must want to use it a lot. You know, <laughs> he's at a Burger King by himself one morning and he's trying to slip it over the lady next to him or something. Um, and she's got these treats in her bag, right? These like weird apricot, like yeah, juice or something. Yeah. Um, you know, being the mom that she is and she's got treats. Um, we see Kevin's get up where he's got his new hair in. Um, it but is. because, yeah, he's got Kleenex shoes now. He just shoved his feet in a box of Kleenex. <laughs> Which ends up being a great joke later. But so like we we get to the um like let, let's let's get to the the on the boat okay. thing right okay. so we we see that they're on the Canadian side of Niagara Falls mm-hmm. and they go in the falls and the May of the Mist is very cool much recommends very fun um and I don't know it's like to me it was just so good I remember watching it just having all the feels. Like, oh, this is so perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get married on May of the Mist by a captain. And he, Jim was a little demanding when he's banging on that door. <laughs> he's all like, we, we, got, we got wedding shit on, yo. Marry us. Um, but, so you thought it was perfect. You, you liked it, how it went out that way? I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, oh, I'm finally... I mean, I, I didn't, I did not like that Pam was pregnant, you know, just because I thought it was for, it felt forced to me. Mm. But, uh, you know, other than that, I, I really enjoyed it. I think to me, the cafe disco wedding, I think, would have been nicer to me. Like waking up, because what, what the Niagara Falls thing feels like is the expensive version of the cafe disco Ohio trip where they were at a point where they're just like, let's just get married without all these people, you know? And, but they still end up paying all this stupid money and go through the stupid wedding. So they could have, after they have their real secret plan B wedding. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt weird. And also too, because of how poor they are, it also doesn't seem super feasible that they're, you know, buying tickets to secret weddings on boats. And oh, I know, I know me. The miss is cheap. It's like ten bucks or something. $10. That's two digits, bro. You can't hey, go- man, they were asking people for money, so. I know. Well, I mean, Kevin probably gave him twenty bucks with his check. Um, he loves eternal glory. Yeah, yeah it was. I mean, it wasn't bad. And I guess the other thing, too, that kind of gets me is, like, I don't like montages generally, <clears throat> which is what that is. Um, you know, just kind of skip through that whole thing. Um, but, yeah, it's it's nice. And that happens in tandem uh, with the actual footage of the ceremony at the church, right? Well, yeah. And then we see – because. They do like this video thing, which I've never seen before. Right. Where, oh, so, yeah. yeah, it's this sort of, it's it's sort of like, he's like, I bought this tickets. Uh, yeah, he's like, I-, I bought these tickets the day I saw that video or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you saw the same thing. So, to me, I see the Three Wolf Moon shirt and it's like, it's a Reddit joke. And then I see this thing, like, that's a viral YouTube video. It's like, they're really phoning it in for this episode that should be almost as important as, like, um, the interview episode where Jim comes in and asks Pam to go out on a date with him, you know? So, I was hoping for some, like, really, like, get rid of the jokes. Let's just bring the heart. And instead, we get Oscar gay dancing down the alleyway or the aisle or whatever kevin knocking over candles dwight kicks isabel in the face um, <laughs> you know andy's hobbling down and aaron's doing some ballerina stuff around him and it's just like you know jim and pam are sharing those meaningful water filled glossy eyeball looks across the room and i'm like it's fine 
It's funny. Well, you know, like with it's, it's one of those things where with his brothers and Michael, he had to know that this was coming. Something like this was gonna happen. You know. Yeah. Um and then, you know, just as a one of those things where that happens in the future is there's a cold open where Michael is trying to recreate another YouTube video. Um, that whole like that single shot singing pantomime thing where they run through the office and um right and, but we we do know that michael is is addicted to youtube <laughs> he's like it's easy but when when um oh holly's there he's like when i when i found youtube i didn't work for five days well he also has a lack of understanding of how it works because during the quality control issue episode he wanted to get youtube down there <laughs> Um, so we get fancy romantic Niagara wedding we get our silly funny dancing YouTube wedding in the church everybody seems to be in on it from the office for some reason Um, and it's nice and here on uh, Dunderpedia it says Jim looks at the camera and smiles warmly (laughs) um and then the end of the episode has Kevin soothing his feet. <laughs> so gross. Um, it, it, yeah, he's like, oh, my, my Kleenex shoes are a big hip. Boy, my dogs are barking. He shoves his feet in the ice bin for the yeah, hotel. Whatever right. floor that is. Yeah, yeah, seriously. If people didn't walk away from that hotel with a mild case of stomach problems. <laughs> So and then we have the end of the episode. Yeah. We see Mike hooking up with Pam's mom. It's a rough one. Yeah. I mean, so we'll get into it next time. But I, I want you to think, Jacob, how you would feel if a Michael Scott type boss was trying to mack it to a dear and near family member of yours. Don't answer now, but I just want you to mull it over. So what are you going to rate this set of episodes? I'm going to give the whole thing a 3.4 out of 5. I'm, I'm ravished. <laughs> I'm ravished. <laughs> from, a, from a night of lovemaking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I actually, it's one of those things that's been growing on me over time. Like when I first watched it in the first couple of watches, I didn't really care for it, but mm-hmm. now I like it a lot more. Right. So I gave us a 4.5 out of five burgers on the go. <laughs> I mean, let me, let me say, um, after last episode that we did and we had all those technical issues and I could tell that I was being a bit of a sour apple. Um, I am, I'm consciously stepping into our recording sessions, trying to put on a more positive spin, uh, cause we're almost done. You know, we're approaching the midway point of season six and the show ends at season nine. So, you know, we're, we're on the downward slope of this show and, uh, it doesn't behoove me to dread every two weeks recording with you because we have to talk about a show that should have been put out of its misery <laughs> but um we we still have like 93 episodes to go we don't. just hit the halfway mark in terms of uh in terms of episodes. actual episode numbers yeah yeah no yeah. And, and there's some good ones coming up so i think to me my issue here is that we're in a bit of a lull like we're, we're in this waiting period and i think that's why the wedding kind of bums me out a bit because it just feels like filler as opposed to like an emotional moment for everybody at least to mm-hmm. me, because obviously you feel it's emotional. As as we record, there's a tear dripping from your eyeball going into your beard right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because because what do we got coming up? There's there's the return of Holly that we're going to be seeing. Uh, um, is that the season? No, it's not the season. It's not Jesus. Uh, we get murder, which is a great episode. Murder, yeah. um, Shareholder meeting, Scott's Tots, uh, The Banker. Scott's Tots. The Banker is another episode I hate. Another montage. Why have a greatest moments episode in the middle of a season, in the middle of a show's run? But it's fine. 
whatever. Um, well, I mean, oh, we it's way better than what Friends did. Friends had like one per season. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, you got to do it when you're paying your cast a million dollars per episode. <laughs> like, let's save some money here. <laughs> and um, we yeah. have like... Um, Saber is the big thing. That's going to be... Saber, yeah. We're building into Saber, so... But yeah, so, I, I mean, Murder for me is a top 10 episode. Like, it's, I, to me, it's one of the best episodes in the entire run of the show. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I better prepare my low-ranking score now, then. <laughs> um, all right, man. All right, well, you can find us at uh, brokenjars.xyz. Uh, I'm at Jacob Ingalls on Twitter. Um, check out Zencaster again for all your podcasting needs. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash brokenjars if you want to give us some of your hard-earned money. And, you know, we give all sorts of cool rewards for that. So Big what up to all of our new Patreons. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you very much for supporting. And uh, we couldn't be doing what we do as well as we do it without you. We'd probably still be doing it with no money. It would just sound like we're talking out of Campbell's soup cans. (laughs) That's true. That is true. All right. Well, y'all have a good one and we'll see y'all in two weeks. Bye.